Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. The book of Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament find the book of Psalms, you can just go to your right. So if you find kind of the middle of your Bible there, you can go to your right. Of course, Ecclesiastes, written by King Solomon. King Solomon writing the latter part of his life. And Solomon was an interesting man, learning much having much wisdom, being blessed by God in his life. And, of course, God blessed Solomon with much wisdom and much understanding as Solomon served the Lord for many years and welcomed him and used him. But something happened in Solomon's life. Solomon gave himself to the love of women. And in that, the Bible tells us that because of the love of women and turned his heart away from God. And Solomon began to go on a search trying to figure out life. And in trying to figure out life, Solomon became, as many have in their life, became somewhat disenchanted with life. As we go through this book of Ecclesiastes, you will see in many instances the life of Solomon was one of not confusion because he did finally, by the end of the book, seem to have figured it out, but he allows us to have a picture of what was going on in his heart and what was going on in his mind as he searched for the answers to life. And he begins... In chapter 1 and verse 1, by saying the words of the preacher, the son of David, King in Jerusalem, Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth, the sun goeth down and hasteth to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south and turneth unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full to the place from whence the river come. 
Thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. That which is done is that which shall be done. There is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new. It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be remembrance of things that are to come, but those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. And I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail God given, or hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight. That which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with mine own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than they all, or all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom, and knowledge. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief. He that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Well, in verse number 8, Solomon said, All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. He said, The eye is not satisfied with seeing. It's an interesting phrase. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. And he says in verse number 16, I communed with my own heart. I want to preach a message this evening entitled, When Seeing is Not Enough. When seeing is not enough. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. We're talking about a man that, by his own account, had seen everything that there was to see. All that life had to offer Solomon had taken it in. And he claimed and said that it was vexation of spirit. Vanity of vanities, he said. When seeing is not enough. Let's pray together, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, I come to you. God, we need you. 
today, now, in this hour, more than before. God, many can identify with Solomon. Not in his riches, not in his wisdom, not in his greatness or his fame. But Father, many of us can identify with the questions of life. We don't always understand all that comes. We don't always accept all that happens. Father, I pray that as we begin this series and as we begin looking into the Scripture that You've preserved for us from one of Your choice servants, God, that You would grant to us greater understanding of what life is and what the secret to the Christian life might be as we strive to serve you in all that we do. Father, help us tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As Solomon begins here, he says the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. We're going to preach through the book of Ecclesiastes. We must define some of these words that Solomon is using this first word of vanity is one of most importance as it means something that is of emptiness or a want of substance to satisfy. Right off the bat, and right in the very beginning, as Solomon identifies himself as the king of Jerusalem, he says, the emptiness of emptiness, searching to satisfy, seeking to satisfy my life, vanity as vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. He said, everything in life is empty. Now listen, we're talking about a man who had everything. Now we think sometimes as people who we don't have everything, we think that if we can just obtain this next thing, if I can just get to the next level, if I can just get the next raise, if I can just get the next whatever it is, that our lives will be satisfied. That will bring the happiness or the joy that my life has been waiting for. 
Solomon says, no, it's all vanity. It's not going to bring, it's all empty. Matter of fact, it's a want of substance to satisfy. He said, it's empty. Things just simply bring an emptiness. It's what he says in verse number 3, What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? He says, we work, we earn, we work, we earn. What is it for? One generation passeth away, another generation cometh. The earth abideth forever. Now we know, as we continue through the scripture, and I think it's also important to point out, that God in his infinite wisdom allowed Solomon to write and to record his own opinion in this book of Ecclesiastes. We know this earth shall pass away. Solomon said it's going to last forever. He said, the sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down and hasteth to his place where he arose. The wind goeth, so he goes through this cycle of nature. And he's trying to expose the lies about life. We have lies about life that we hear. We hear from time to time, laugh and the world laughs with you. That's not always true. Maybe you've heard, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Anybody ever heard that one before? Guess what? If it's dark at the end of the tunnel, guess what? It's dark. There's no light. There's not always light at the end of the tunnel. How about this one? Things are never as bad as they seem. Guess what? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but sometimes things are as bad as they seem. They just are. Every day, in every way, our world is getting better and better. Solomon is saying, hey, these things are not Necessarily so. And so he's trying to seek this truth about life. And he says, first off, satisfaction never comes. He says, I'm seeking a satisfaction in life. It's not coming. It's empty. empty. Now you have to do a little bit of studying in the life of Solomon to understand what's happened in Solomon's life. God came to Solomon and said, Solomon, I want you to choose. Anything you want, I'll give it to you. You walk in the ways of David, your father, I promise I will do this, but if you do this, your kingdom will not last. 
will not stand. Solomon said, give me wisdom. Let me know to be able to decipher between right and wrong and choose. And God said, done. And because you didn't ask for fame and money, I will give to you what you've asked for, but I will also give to you these other things. Solomon became the wisest man that ever lived. And for 14 years, Solomon built his house and God's house. Solomon did that which was right in God's eyes. Oh, he served the Lord. I mean, oh, he was on it. I mean, he made sure everything was done right. He was on track. God's house being built, building his own house. He had something to do. He had a purpose in life. He built, and he built, and he built. Then the work stopped. God's house was finished. Oh, and they dedicated it. Oh, and what a dedication it was. What a masterpiece. Oh, what a beautiful building. Solomon continued to build his own house. And again, what a masterpiece. Oh, the finest materials in all the world. During this time, Solomon, who was not a man of war like his father David, began to enter into relationships with different kingdoms. Peace agreements, peace treaties. One of the ways Solomon did this was by marrying the daughters of other kings. Taking them into his own family. It didn't matter who they were and it, it seemed to keep peace. By the time it was over, Solomon had so many wives, concubines, that the Bible says in order to please them, He stopped pleasing God. And they literally turned his heart away from God. Literally turned his heart away from God. And when that happened, God said, Solomon, I told you. Your kingdom will not last. From there, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit so you understand what is taking place in the life of Solomon and understanding what took place after the life of Solomon. When Solomon died, the kingdom divided. The kingdom was never the same. That's where we find the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom between Jerusalem and, and Samaria. Divided. 
because Solomon had his heart turned. And it was at that turning of his heart that Solomon began to seek and said, if I can use this phrase, he said, life is stupid. Life is pointless. And he goes through all of these observations that he begins to write down in the book of Ecclesiastes. And he says, there's no satisfaction that comes in life. It's all empty. And he gives the examples of the hopelessness that comes in life. He talks about the continuation of generations in verse number 4. He talks about the cycles of nature. He says it just keeps going and going and going. In verse number 8, he says all things are full of labor. Man cannot utter at the eye. is not satisfied with seeing or the ear filled with hearing. Curiosity of man. Oh, we're curious, aren't we? Think about today. Man has always been consumed with knowledge and knowing more. It seems like we have more access to knowledge than we have at any other time in our life, and yet we seem to be more confused about life than at any other time. Because seeing is not enough. He goes through the concept that there's nothing new. He says, that thing that hath been it is that which shall be. That which is done is that which shall be done. There is nothing, or there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new hath been already of old time, which was before us. It's interesting to me, we're so caught up today in all of these new items, everything we want new, new technology, faster technology. And you know what, I've seen a trend, and I don't know if it's always been this way or if I'm just noticing it more recently, but it seems like things are starting to recycle again. Has anybody else noticed that? Things are starting to recycle. Anybody notice they're, they're starting to recycle even the shapes of cars? Cars that used to have the same shapes, like, oh, let's remake that. Looks the same or similar. Toys that I played with when I was a kid, they're bringing back. There's nothing new under the sun. You know what? It seems that nothing satisfies. Solomon says, there's a hopelessness that comes in life. There's a search comes up empty. Look at verse 12. 
He says, I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning the things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. He says, I gave my heart to seek to search out by wisdom concerning all the things that are done under heaven. He said, I've tried to figure it all out. And this sore travail. He said, this is distress. It's troublesome. It hurts. God has done this to the sons of men to be exercised. You want to know something? Wisdom was not the answer. He says in verse number 14, he said, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That word vexation is the second word that's important here. You're going to see it again. That means an irritation of the mind. Something that is troublesome, a distress, or a disturbance of desire. He said, I've seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity, or all is empty. And it's irritating to the mind, to the spirit. It's troublesome, distressful, and it's disturbing. He says, that which is crooked cannot be made straight. That which is wanting cannot be numbered. Money was not the answer. For Solomon, you know what else? Love was not the answer. He said in verse number 16, I communed with my own heart. Can I just tell you, and listen, I have, I have no idea where you're at in your life tonight. But I can tell you this. If you are anywhere near where Solomon was, you are not the person that you need to be talking to. You understand what I mean by that? Solomon said, I communed with my own heart. You know what he's saying? He's saying, I sought counsel from me. Now that, on probably a few years before this, probably might have been a good idea as the wisest man that ever lived. But I'm just going to say that at this point in time in his life, communing with his own heart probably was not the best choice that Solomon could have made. And it's probably not the best choice that you and I need to make either. He said, Lo, I am come to great estate and have gotten more wisdom than they all that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. I gave my heart to know wisdom. He said, I've known wisdom. He also said, I've gave my heart to know madness. You know what madness is? Madness is an opposition to 
reason or a wildness of passion. That's why he married all the women. He said, and I gave my heart to folly. Folly is a want of understanding, an absurd act of that which is highly sinful. But then he says, I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. He said, it's troublesome, it's distressful, it's disturbing, and it irritates my mind. For in much wisdom is much grief. He that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. He said, I'm seeking the truth about life. Cannot find it. He said, I'm trying to expose the lies about life. And I'm trying to seek the truth about life. So what are the answers? Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. I've searched. Solomon, if there's nothing new under the sun and you've searched, in all of your wisdom, in all that you know, maybe, maybe your hope, maybe most definitely, your hope lies beyond the sun. Solomon's hope was not under the sun, it was beyond the sun. If a man who found everything and investigated everything and had everything found nothing, he saw everything. Maybe the one thing that he needed must have been invisible. It was obviously invisible. Solomon said, I've looked. Everything here is not for me. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, if you'll consider Solomon for a moment. The scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which, were, which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The writer of Hebrews said, the things that are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
visible. He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. But For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse number 27, the Bible says, speaking of Moses, it says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. But notice this. It said, for he endured seeing him who is invisible. Listen, there needs to come a time in your life when seeing is not enough. For Solomon, seeing was not enough. He said, I've seen everything. I've seen it all. It's all empty. There must be more. Because there's nothing new under the sun. It just comes and goes and repeats and repeats. What else is there? It must be beyond the sun. It must be in Him who is invisible. Listen, there must come a time in your life. There must come a time in your life when seeing is not enough. When hearing is not enough. There must come a time in your life when only God is enough. They that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. What is needed is Him that is invisible. Something that cannot be seen. Something that cannot be touched. Yet something that can be felt. Something that can be consumed. Something that can be held on to. Something that can be grabbed, grasped. Something that can be understood. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Solomon, Ecclesiastes, did not understand that. He said it's all empty. He said it's all Frustrating. It's irritating. I've given my life to know it all. Solomon knew a lot. 
His life was miserable. His life was miserable. Because he communed with his own heart. I implore you tonight, don't commune with your own heart. Commune with him who is invisible. By faith. By faith. Have faith in God. By faith. That is where it is at. Because I will tell you, seeing is not enough. Hearing is not enough. There must be more. There is more. While we may feel sorry for Solomon here in chapter 1, I, I will tell you just a little glimpse. By the time we make it to the end of the book, Solomon does figure it out. He's giving us a picture and a glimpse of what was going through his life. What was going through his heart and going through his mind as a man who saw it all. He saw that seeing simply was not enough. I have every head bowed, every eye closed tonight.